Welcome back to the Dove Club. We are here to celebrate and highlight um, different female sports, women in sports, and, you know, different events and things going on at Stephen F. Austin State University. My name is Vanessa, and I have one of our co-hosts here, Tiffany, today. Say hello, hello. Hey, everybody. What's up? And essentially, yeah, that's kind of our goal here is just to make sure that other people are elevated and talked about and highlighted because they do extremely well. So I'm going to pass the torch and we'll get this ball rolling. Yeah, so we're calling this our season two um, season premiere, and we're really excited to have our first head coach um, on the podcast. With us today, we have SFA soccer head coach Tony Minata. He's joining us today. This is his third season at SFA. Before he joined us at SFA, he was the head coach at Iowa State. I have some good Iowa State fans that are friends. (laughs) And, you know, I have to just, uh, you know, let everybody know, thank you for your service. Coach Minata, I know you served in the Marine Corps as well. So we really appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. In his first season with SFA, he led the Lady Jacks to a first place finish. They were 10, 6, and 3 in the Southland, and we made it to the semifinals Thank in the you. Southland Conference Tournament as the number one, one seed. That was an immediate improvement. In his second season, um, we switched over to the WAC, as everyone knows. We also finished with we finished with a 10, 8, and 1 overall record, 8 and 2 in conference. Again, we were in the first place in the Southwest Division. We went to the tournament for the conference and again made it to the semifinals. And we also had two players that were that earned United Soccer Coaches All Region honors. So that's just a little intro into Coach Minata. Wanted to give you a little rundown with the immediate impact he's had with our program. Now, Coach Minata, you know, as Tiffany just read off, you made an immediate impact coming into this program as your first year as head coach, your second year just as successful as mentioned. And um, we were just, you know, pondering and and kind of going back and forth. What do you feel is the thing that really contributes to these results, you know, in in making that type of impact? Thank you. Yeah, it's... uh been pretty awesome coming in I, I didn't know what to expect the team was picked to finish in eighth place um right. in the previous two years they had uh finished in eighth place mm-hmm. in the conference with losing records so I wasn't sure coming in you know what we were going to be able to do initially and uh, then that was obviously the COVID year and everything so uh to get off the mark right away and finish uh first in the conference outright in the Southland and win the championship was huge um, and you're kind of gearing up, getting ready to go into seeing if you can repeat that and then you move conferences. And so it's a little more difficult, um, scenario set up for you. And, you know, most times you're playing fall, then you have a spring to develop and then summer and then play fall. But in that particular year, we played spring and we turned right around and we had to get ready and gear up for a fall season. So, uh, testament to the athletes, because in a season where they were picked to finish eighth, they pin it they finished first. And then the very next season, they're picked to finish first in the division. They ended up doing that and set a WAC sports record for most consecutive wins in a season with eight um, and had the best overall record in the entire WAC conference. So, Coach Minato, what do you feel contributes to these types of results? 
Uh, my athletes. Uh, players win the games, coaches lose them, right? So uh, I think I've, I've had some conversations with my players, and one thing I think they feel is they feel empowered because um, it's not about one individual on the team. It's about everybody, and there are expectations for everybody to perform, and I feel that everybody has the opportunity to contribute. Um, and so my expectations are that every single athlete is giving their best effort every game, and it's not about getting – one person to help us win. It's about getting all of them to help us win because we are in it together. So I think that 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 kind of uh, mantra and that mentality is it, it empowers each individual to say, hey, wait a second, I can do this. And what more can I do? And you really start to see what the true potential of each individual is uh, when you uh, give them those standards to live up to. And then um, you encourage them to push beyond what their standard is uh, when they set it. Because once you get to that point, you can, well, now you can do more. And so we always talk about doing more and, and uh, reaching a higher level, which is uh, why we play the conference or the non-conference schedule that we have and, and what our aspirations are, not just within the season itself, but long-term goals. Yeah. Do you have a preferred style of play coach to kind of like sum up your preferred style of play? Winning. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a there's a you know there's a big push in soccer right right now the 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 main model for soccer right now is transitions and you want to be in quick transitions it's what's uh, in vogue right now before it was total football and what Pep Guardiola did and and there's all types of different styles but stylistically speaking we want to play to the strengths of our team and our players and what athletes we do have I'm not going to ask them to do more what they can do. Um, so we need to play within what our ability level is. So we play a progressive possession style. Um, we don't want to take risks in our back. We're not trying to play around the back because right now we're not there as a team to be able to do that. Um, so we will clear the ball, go long. We're not direct. Uh, we want to try and find feet going forward. So when I say progressive possession, we want to, can we get the ball to the forward's feet? Can we play back? Can we find the seams to get through? Um, we have a lot of speed on the team, so we want to be able to work the ball around and find uh, those gaps in the defense that we can play through to get in behind them uh, to be able to attack goals. So um, we're going to do what it takes. Uh, we're not going to bunker and counter, even though we're playing some very good teams, we're going to play straight up, play how we want to play. And we're going to learn uh, what it takes to be able to compete against teams like that. And if like last year we took some, some lickings, uh, with TCU and Arkansas, but I think this year you see we played at SMU, number 15 ranked team in the country, and that was really a 1-0 game. And uh, there mm -hmm. was not a penalty in that game like that. Watching that again, it was like she fell over the ball. Uh, so it was a little frustrating to get that, but uh, we were toe-to-toe -to -toe right with them. Um, and it's, it's showing the growth of the team, uh, and that's sometimes you don't see or can measure in the immediate moment, but what you can see year after year, what direction you're going. Yeah. Speaking of those non-conference games, like, like you said, they have been no joke. You know, there's some really difficult teams. I know the, uh, there was a game that we were watching, Vanessa and I were watching the LSU, LSU game. Like <laughs> I could tell just, even though like, I'm, I don't know a lot about soccer. I enjoy watching it and, and learning more. And we both looked at each other and like, well, this is a really, this is a good team we're playing. We're up against, you know, um, what do you like to see from your team by the end of non-conference play? Uh, growth. 
Uh, so that's the thing. You could you could look at it a, lo- a lot of different ways. There's there's philosophy, different philosophies from different coaches. Um, some coaches will schedule really easy games so they can win and they get momentum that way. Um, and they get a they f- start feeling good about themselves. But the the reality is is that in conference, no matter what, you're going to hit adversity. You're going to have struggle. The the stakes are a lot higher. Everything matters. Um, for making the conference tournament. So what is going to happen to you when you have that adversity, when you haven't faced it already? Um, So for us, you know, like a game like Prairie View was not a challenge for us. It was an easy game. Um, We were never threatened in that game. We were under no pressure whatsoever. So if we played every game like that, then we're not going to find out who we are and what our weaknesses are going into conference. So, you know, we did struggle a little bit with the goalkeeping position, um, and, and figuring out who is going to be that starter and that consistent player for us. Um, and if your goalkeeper is under no pressure ever, then you're never going to be able to find that out. And they're never going to yeah. be able to get better. Um, and then, you know, if we're going to – if we can do what we did against SMU or second half against North Texas or the exhibition game against Texas A&M, then we can do that against anybody in our conference. And mm-hmm. – uh, you're not preparing yourself for the best teams in the conference by playing the Prairie View, Texas Southern, HBU games. You're going to prepare yourself by playing the teams we are playing because Utah Valley and Grand Canyon are very good. Um, and yeah. I think it, it was appropriate to have them ahead of us in the preseason rankings. I think we're we're very close in, in talent and ability level, but uh, at the end of the day, you got to do it on the field. And the only way to get yourself ready for that is to face that level of competition. Yeah. Being challenged. Right. We mm-hmm. I don't think we ever grow with anything in life um, if we aren't challenged like you're like you're alluding to for sure. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of plays into our next question when you have a good recruiting class of freshmen and underclassmen, you kind of see how they mix with your previous team. So who do you believe, you know, out of the freshmen or underclassmen would see or make an immediate impact once that conference play does start? Well, I think, uh, I mean, it's interesting because our team is very young still because we're playing a lot of sophomores um, and you're seeing the growth of them. And, and I think you're going to see a breakout from Jamie Bailey, who was uh, last year uh, all whack freshman um, and the SFA rookie of the year. Um, I think she struggled a little bit with uh, the burden of the expectation of what, what it, that entails. Uh, being a young player, she wasn't really expecting that. And so um, she's trying to deal with that uh, as a young athlete. Um, Morgan Donahue came in, uh, late in the recruiting class has been awesome for us. She's got a goal and an assist already in the season and has really given us, given us a lot of good minutes off the bench. And then, uh, you're, we're going to see the debut finally of, uh, Ella Morgan, who was our stud freshman that came in and, uh, she got sick in the very beginning of the season. She was out and then we got her back. She got sick again. Um, yeah. so she's finally, uh, to the point where we're able to play. And so, She'll see her first action on uh, Thursday uh, against Oklahoma State. Uh, from the sophomore class, though, I think Jamie Bailey, Lily Hargrove, Reagan Crane, um, they're really starting to take on uh, a leadership role and uh, playing the minutes that they're playing and giving us what they're giving us, especially with what they experienced last year as freshmen. And now this tough non-conference, when we get into the conference play uh, and the level drops somewhat in a lot of those games, I think they're really going to take off. 
that's that's probably really awesome from a coach standpoint knowing that you have these players for several years you know to watch their growth from year to year and as fans us watching them too it's always exciting um talk about from year to year what's it going to take coach to move to that next level um of results do we is you looking at recruiting facilities improvement in facilities because we want to win that conference tournament and i know that's a goal um each year so what what's it going to take well i think uh this this year this, the goal for the team is to win the conference tournament i think they they've won two league titles and they're like okay if we win it great if we don't the focus is the conference tournament and that's one reason too we did the schedule the way we did it because uh you play in these games, you can draw from that and learn from it and grow from it. And if you guys obviously follow me on Twitter, so learn, grow, get better. And if you're doing that and getting better every day and you're playing games like this, when you get to that conference tournament, uh, everything's hitting, you're healthy. Uh, you can make a run in the tournament because it, it is honestly harder to win a league title than it is to win a tournament title. Cause all you have to do is get hot at the right time. You see it in March madness all the time. Yeah. It happened in our conference tournament, the Southland conference tournament. My first year, uh, Southeast Louisiana just got hot at the end of the season. They had their goalkeeper was on fire and they ran through. Um, so, you know, for us, uh, I think it, there's a lot of things. So as a, as a coach, you're looking at it. Okay. We need to get more experience playing these high level teams and getting better on the field. Well, one of the first coaching courses I ever went to, they said, if you want to be a good coach, get good players. Um, so we do have players on the team. They're, they're very, very good Southland Conference players, but they we need to take that step, that next level to it because you know the WAC is a different level conference, and if we continue changing conferences. So recruiting is huge. Um, our 23 class that we have verbally committed right now is, is incredible. We have some really talented players in that group coming in that are all – Players that could have three or four of them could have went and played power five. They were being recruited by that level. And this 24 class, we just committed our, our sixth player. Um, and she was on visits to UCLA, Arizona, Texas tech, and she chose to come here. So the recruiting piece wow. is huge because you need to get the right players in. And I think the last thing that you mentioned, I mean, it you can have all the glitz and glam of the facilities and all of those things, but, it's really what happens between the white lines and how they're treated, right? So um, we have a, a family environment. Uh, it's one of the reasons why we're attracting so many players, especially from the DFW area, um, that are high-level players. And for us, um, the facility situation is is incrementally getting better for us, but we do need to do a much better job of providing uh, spaces for our athletes across the board uh, where they feel more comfortable hanging out with each other, studying and, and doing those types of things. I think you see what basketball put together for both the men and the women and other athletes are seeing that. And they're like, well, you know, where's ours? Uh, you know, the baseball field and the softball field that that's not division one level facility right there. Um, so we need definitely yeah. need to move forward in that direction. I think hopefully uh, in yeah. the next couple of years, Ryan has done an amazing job of fundraising and working with area uh, different investment groups to come in and and hopefully uh, we are joining a system, I believe, uh, and hopefully we can come in and get some support for that uh, through all that. But we'll see how all that goes, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And I think this is a great place to mention. I think there's a fundraiser going on. Okay. I'll, we'll share the link on the Dub Club as well to get um, some SFA soccer gear. I was looking at it the other day. There's some cool T-shirts and sweatshirts. Um, 
and also some great hats. I'm definitely going to pick up a hat because the only SFA hat right now that I can order is a trucker's hat. And us yeah. ladies, we yeah. don't really like the trucker hat. Yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely share that link. I think the deadline's coming up soon. So we'll Perfect. get that out today for you for sure. Um, what else can we do to help support um, women in sports and, and the soccer team coach? I think just uh, amplifying uh, the voices of these these student athletes and doing what you're doing to draw attention. I mean, uh, we would love to get more fans at our games. I know Sundays are tough. It's hot, and, and a lot of people have things going on on a Sunday. Um, but our game Thursday night uh, against Oklahoma State, that's huge. Um, it's not often that Power 5 team is going to come and compete here at SFA. I mean, uh, women's basketball this year is going to have Arizona State come and play. Right. Uh, you know, we've had – Oklahoma State, we had TCU last year. So we are getting Power 5 teams to come and compete against us here. And it's a great opportunity for people to come out and show their support. So I, the, the reality is for us is we want to get more fans in the game, get more of, a, of an atmosphere while we're out there, especially in these non-con games that are big like Oklahoma State, but also when we play in the non-con or the conference schedule. Mm -hmm. uh, that first uh, Friday home game is the last battle of the Piney Woods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we're playing them in Conference USA or whatever. Right. <laughs> believe the internet rumors. So, uh, but yeah, that, it'd be awesome to get more fans out. And, and the more you guys can help uh, uh, get the word out about games and whatnot, that, that'd be fantastic for us. And, you know, Coach, we would love to get to know a little bit more about your partner in crime and SFA Soccer's <laughs> biggest fan, Luigi. Can you tell us a little bit about Luigi? Oh, <laughs> uh, he is, uh, he's stubborn. Uh, he does whatever he wants to do, but he's, uh, he's got, he's an incredible personality. He's a very sweet dog. He loves people, loves the team. Uh, quite a few years ago, I had a team I coached, uh, in club soccer and I had him for four years and every one of the athletes on the team ended up getting a division one college scholarship. Wow. And the last, the last season the, for the going away party or whatever we, we did, they, they actually, uh, bought me an English bulldog and I had Sarge. Wow. And so, uh, in 2017, I was like, Oh, well, Sarge is getting older. And I, I think Sarge could use a buddy. So I found Luigi, um, from a breeder and a little puppy and, uh, brought him into the home and Sarge, man, he did not know how to, how to take Luigi and Luigi's personality was coming out. Um, and unfortunately it was a very sad situation, but about six months after that Sarge, uh, crossed the rainbow bridge. Uh, he had a cancer, a cancerous growth that overtook his heart and his lungs. Um, and so if I didn't have Luigi at that, at that point in time, I, it was devastating as it was, but Luigi helped me get through that. So, uh, we've been inseparable ever since I take him everywhere. And, uh, he's a, he's a couch surfer though. Cause uh, every time I go recruiting or go uh, on trips for games, he goes over to other people's houses and just kind of takes over their, their house and then comes back home and like, Hey bud, what's up? Or you're back. <laughs> so it's funny. He's a great dog. Um, yeah. That's, that's awesome. We, yeah. are, we, are, we are giant Luigi fans too. We, we have four dachshunds between oh. us, so we totally, we get it. Yeah, awesome, awesome. <laughs> well, Coach, again, thank you so much for, you know, stepping in and doing this with us. We really appreciate it, and we'll be cheering for you. Absolutely. Uh, thank you guys so much for all your support and, and being a voice and amplifying our female athletes on campus and getting the word out. It's, uh, it's incredible to have that 
Um, and it's not a lot of what uh, a lot of people have that in their life. So for you guys to do that is great. Oh, we appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. You as well. Bye. Axum. Axum. <laughs> All right. Well, that was enjoyable speaking with Coach Minata and learning a lot about the team and himself and Luigi. <laughs> um, this is a great reminder as well to continue following and keeping up with SFA soccer, volleyball, our cross country, track and field team, golf. We have some events coming up and you can keep up with that by following them on the Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I do know that if you follow SFA underscore athletics on Instagram, sometimes you'll get like a double post where, you know, they can post at the same time. I get that content on my feed. I'm loving it. And it's also a great way to support more women in sports because our media team is just full of ladies. So we are excited to see what they're producing. And it's great to just like comment and follow to give them that support because they're working hard to make sure that our athletes are covered. Yeah. And they have a lot of energy and they're loving doing it. And it's coming across in their content, their creative content. Right. So. right really appreciate top notch a lot for Mm -hmm. sure um i'll quickly run down kind of what's going on in the world of sfa sports um before i do i was just gonna point out uh vanessa you heard coach monata say um they're always recruiting it seems like he are you know his coaches are constantly out recruiting new recruits of course and they're each day it seems we we get a post about one coming in And it's not funny, but it's really a testament, I think, to SFA. He's saying he's getting a lot of recruits from the DFW area, in fact, that have P5 interest, but they're choosing SFA because of the family atmosphere. And that's something, remember, Nisi Kabongo talked to us about that in the spring, about how she chose SFA because of the family atmosphere. And I, I think that's probably one of our top things that we can offer. Yeah, for sure. And it's an important thing. That's definitely something I tell people when I'm out and about and they ask about SFA, I tell them, you know, the number one thing is it feels like home, you know, and Mm -hmm. there's not a person in sight that wouldn't help you or support you. Everyone's there to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward. Yeah, definitely. So How about we all support SFA soccer? This Thursday is a huge game coming up, like Coach Minato was saying, and OSU will be playing us in Nacogdoches Thursday, 7 p.m. Make it out there. I know that those coaches and, most importantly, those players would really appreciate us filling up the seats and cheering them on. Then they play um, at UTSA on Sunday, September 11th, and that's the last non-conference game. So we just have a couple of more games before conference play starts. We did win against Prairie View A&M, and we tied against Louisiana. So, And we've lost a couple on the road as well. But like Co- Coach Monata said, hopefully by conference time, our team will have grown, and they're going to – they, they have had a really stacked schedule. They're like this When I said this schedule is no joke, it is no joke. I know what he's saying when he, you know, he's prepping them for conference play, getting that challenge and adversaries out and about. 
up front and then we'll be ready by conference. That's what's going on with SFA soccer. Cross country had their first team meet last Friday, September 2nd. The guys finished fourth out of five, um, placed several uh, in the top 10, two in the top 10. Maxwell Murphy and Lewis Mills finished 10th. Maxwell Murphy finished third. So that was good. Coach Hansen had said that his team is maturing. They're going to be a force and he's excited for what the future holds. The women, of course, uh, competed on that day as well, and they finished first out of fifth. So great job, ladies. We had five place in the top 15. So Rachel Taylor finished second. Maggie Marshall placed eighth. And Isabel Borrego finished 10th. So they clinched that team victory in first place. Way to go, ladies. Um, And up next for both of them, September 17th, that's a Saturday, starts at 7.30 a.m. And it's the SFA home opener. So again, if you're on campus, you're in Nacogdoches, you're nearby, I'm sure the cross-country team would really enjoy y'all coming out um, and supporting them for that SFA home opener, for sure. And finally, volleyball. Again, we don't talk too much about volleyball because Mr. Greg Miller is the voice of SFA volleyball, but we do like to just shout out what's going on. And what's going on is significant, y'all. SFA is 7-0 and as of right now, and they're the only, I think there's only two teams in the nation that are 2-0 and right, 7-0 uh, and right now. And... If you follow Greg Miller, um, you will know that that is not an easy thing to do. Um, We were picked fifth in a preseason poll for the WAC. And Debbie Humphreys and game and, and team is telling everybody like, hey, are you sure about that fifth place? Because we've played some really good competition and they are really showing out. And again, Shelton Gym, that's the place to be to support our Lady Volleyball, Lady Jack Volleyball team. They, this week, they'll be away at a tournament in Mississippi, but they'll be back on September 16th and 17th to hold um, another SFA tournament. And that will be the, the last couple of games before conference play begins. So I know that they're trying to finish off strong. And as they head off into the conference play, exciting things. Golf is going to start up pretty soon. So we'll have some information on that later on. But that's a pretty good recap of kind of what's going on right now in SFA women's sports. We're excited. Uh, We would just like everyone to continue to stay tuned in what we're doing. You can follow us on Spotify so you are notified of the new episodes when they come out. You know how you open your Spotify account and it says, hey, here's what you missed. And our goal here is to have at least two podcasts per month with potential of bonus content, episodes, things like that with everyone's schedules, especially, you know, with athletics going on and just life in general. Sometimes things get a little carried away, but we would love to continue putting out this content and hoping that we can shed light on our SFA Athletics Lady Jacks. 
Well, thanks everyone for listening to this podcast today. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. And once again, Axum Jacks. Axum.